Oh, you thought I wasn't going to be here? I'm here. Once again, Intercon Live 2021 with Raphael Phillips. All right, this one took a little bit of prep, so sorry for the slight delay, but that's what happens when things are going live. All things are happening here. All things are happening there. Hey, I'm used to video games where, you know, you produce something and it takes you five years to get it out. So producing something like this every day, it's going to be good stuff. We have Yellen and Jeff, zeroed in printing. My man, Jehudi San, Raphael, one of the only people I'll call by your regular name instead of the actual little uh, username they have there. Some people get weird about you calling their real name out when they see a username fly by. Anyway, this is going to be a good one. I've um, been waiting to do this for a while. We'll get Raph in here and go ahead and just get this started, man. I don't believe it's going to be fun. Instagram live. Oh, hey, what's going on? What's I good? Be, uh, uh, I don't have my setup. I normally don't use this a lot, so I got to get my setup going. All right. What's going on, what? man? I was thinking about doing an outdoor kind of thing at one point, but I see you got one, so I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. The yeah, you know, nice little backyard going on. So, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, I just had a little, uh, do a little stretching and um, maxing out, kind of relaxing. Mm -hmm. intentional you know meditation getting my mind right and all that so mm -hmm. i gotta get the plant vibe going on though oh dude it's a it's a jungle in my office like i got plants everywhere like nice. i'm that guy now so yeah you, you started out with uh i think it was the bonsai when i knew you were real i was like oh oh yeah i okay. know they're, they're they have their own little section in the backyard like it's like a whole menagerie of just like bonsai yeah it, it's it's nuts so so are you uh are you outside? Are you in like a patio or? Oh, uh, just outside. We don't have a patio, so. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Jeff was in there asking. Shout out to uh, Jeff, King Slutter, Mesh Modeler, Damon Paints. Oh Paints. my God. See, this is why I didn't uh, want to do this. All Dan these people Jay. coming in. Oh my God. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, they all left. They all left. Don't worry. Good. Don't worry. Good. 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 <laughs> Man. Uh, it's been a while, man. Uh, good, mm -hmm. um, good seeing you. Um, yeah, good seeing you, man. I know the pandemic's been crazy for everybody. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the stuff that I used to do kind of informally, I was like, well, screw it. Let me just do it again another year. Mm -hmm. Um, see who's down for it. Mm -hmm. I did it on Facebook last year. It was a little janky, whatever. I don't care. Um, mm -hmm. doing it on Instagram live this year. And now I'm having more fun with Instagram than I usually do. That's that's kind of cool because Facebook is ass anyway, so you don't need that. I mean, oh. I know they own this, but you know, <laughs> we we can't we can't give uh, Zuckerberg all our money. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was kind of weird when I logged into Facebook. I forgot yeah. when when it happened, but you log into Facebook and you'd see. Uh, I mean, not log into Instagram, and then at the bottom, the little words would fade in from Facebook. Some bullshit. I, I, I that makes me hot every single time. Yeah. Almost as almost as bad as like when I'd see the Disney logo popping up on Star Wars toys, big and oh. prominent. I was like, yeah. is that is that necessary? Really? No. No. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Man, just come in and uh put a little stank on it and then walk away. It's like now you know it's us. Yep. Yep. But um in general, I did want to start off with this one solitary question. Uh you're the only kind of person I could ask this to. Oh God. How's your spirit? better mm. um 
last year was was crazy obviously you know we all experienced the same thing but like it got crazy to the point of um i've never been this busy because we were the like 3d you know digital artists in general were some of the only people that could work through the pandemic so like i had people hitting me up left and right and so it was just juggling jobs juggling an insane world juggling a pandemic uh my spirit wasn't good and mm, so okay. like getting into this year calming down finishing like some really good work like i mean work that nobody's seen yet because obviously like they can't see it yet right but just like finishing some of the best work i've ever done um i'm good man like it's just like being a lot more quiet like taking that break off of uh yeah. taking that break from uh social media really helped get my spirit better good so. okay now when you say it got heavy you mean the pandemic started then things got heavy for you and then in 2021 you uh kind of chilled is that what you're saying i mean i had to i'll put it like this there was so much shit happening uh mm -hmm. i actually had i got bell's palsy like a side of my face just stopped working and that's when i was like okay i need to revisit how i'm approaching some of these things because like family was going nuts like black trump supporting family you know i mean so that's yeah. all i had to you know so that shit was popping yeah. off like pandemic you got people arguing facts of like i mean just arguing facts and right. so it just it became too much and social media just became this like loop of just negative input and yeah. i didn't really realize how how much that was affecting me until uh my face broke <laughs> so <laughs> wow. yeah so this year it was just like all right let me let, let me roll back a little bit and uh, that, it's been better since that's good man that's good i am you know i've been on my uh completely scientific energy woo-woo kick for a while <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so you know i know people give me strange looks sometimes when i start talking about energy and that and i'm like no no, no it's actually psychological and then i'll go into the <laughs> to like mm -hmm, science mm -hmm. science of it and then they get weirded mm -hmm. out in a, in a different way so i uh i totally get it man um mm -hmm. and uh you know we were talking about um and we've been talking about this ever since um old barber pointed it out uh oh, back in the day when he, when he <laughs> yeah, started yeah, yeah. say bro told... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah raf and i were going to this barber basically and um he he was like uh cutting my hair and i'm like yeah you know i'm not stressed i'm doing good at work and barber was just like uh bro uh let me tell you something <laughs> You all kind of stressed out. Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh was, man, yeah. I was like, "What you talking about? Like, man, you stressed. Your hair doing this over here. The grain going funny. You need to calm down." Uh, yeah, dude was anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But ever since then, I've been on a slow but steady kind of trying to fix myself in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad I had have you and a friend uh, and a contemporary to kind of bounce this stuff off of. So mm -hmm. before we even get started, I just want to thank you for being an awesome dude. Uh, no, thank you, man. I, I see you doing shit all the time. And it's just like, every time I'm like, gotta be doing more, but doing it <laughs> in a healthy way, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, so like, you know, you've got a lot of stuff um, that's popping off, um, you know, and, uh, I don't know how how it is in the trenches, but I think you posted about you know the not the uh, 
not the Wu Trooper. Um, mm-hmm. The Wu Troopers are awesome, but I forgot what you called. Um, you know, you had your Rick Ross and your um, uh, your boy Diplomat. Um, yeah, I can't Cam. remember his name. Yeah, Cam Cameron, obviously. Um, you had him, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm sitting on HBO. I'm like, oh yeah, Sam J. Uh, let me go ahead and start watching this. I haven't checked it out in a while. Mm-hmm. And then a couple minutes in, I'm like, ah, there it is, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Showing up in the uh, in the movie pictures. Yeah, that uh, that was wild. I just got an email one day, and they were just like, "Hi, I'm so and so from uh, Sam J's like production. We're I'm, I'm like show running, and Sam really likes your art. We want it in the show." And I was like, hey, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I I don't have a, a starting point for this stuff. So the mm-hmm. price was like, you know, I'm not. I'm not balling from this, but it's just, it's more of like a big look, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and I, the, the price didn't even matter. Like she loves the art. I love that she loves the art. Like that's just stuff yeah. I'm doing on the side of me doing like really what I think is incredible professional work that nobody's seen yet. So it's just like, that's the only right. way I can really express myself. And mm-hmm. I just choose to do it in really dumb ways. Like pink stormtrooper, you know? So like, you know, it's, uh, you know what you've got a you've got a vibe and a view with this stuff that that kind of trips me out um Mm. because normally i kind of write this stuff off and say well that's corny that's got no style whatever Mm. because i don't know the soul of it is missing and Mm. you being a soulful spiritual dude um and connecting with this stuff i see it and i'm like why does this work when raf does it because I listen to battle rap all the time. That's why. Like, I've been listening to battle <laughs> rap all week. Like, like Lou Barn uh, Royce up has been, like, my entire week. Ooh. So that that's just like, no, because I love it. Like, that's yeah. why. I, I really love it. Like, I can't rap, but, I mean, I just, I love seeing people at that level. And so it's just like, I guess it's not really a mistake that all my art has that kind of influence. So Yeah, yeah. It, um, or my, my personal art, anyway. Right, okay. So you, you classify, that's your personal art, right? Yeah. Um, want to make sure I, because I just posted the, some images without mm. uh, much context, really. Mm. And I think the only professional piece I threw in there was the, uh, I believe that was from, was that from a Katy Perry, the robot in the bathing suit? I think so. I mean, it, okay. it was, I, yeah. No, that, yeah, that was. I mean, but it's just like, all that professional stuff, like, I, this, the stuff I'm doing right now is like, it's where I've been trying to get to okay. my entire career. So it's just like, like, it's cool. It's a big look to do this stuff. And I'm not, I'm not ungrateful, but yeah. like, I think being a sculptor, you want to, you want to like showcase that I really do this. You know what I mean? Like you want to put your, uh, you know, you want to have your hot freestyle out there, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like I'm just now getting to the place where I can do that. And so, people are kind of just letting me flex. So it feels good. Feels that is good. good. That is good. Yeah. Um, letting you flex. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Because, mm-hmm. um, because when we first met, uh, by the way, for those of you listening, this is, uh, you know, you're coming from um, games, Rockstar, then mm-hmm. you went to a couple other places. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little small studios, uh, larger studios, and then at some point you broke out to do uh, freelance work, and I think that's where I lost—I mean, not lost track of you, but I lost track of your professional work mm-hmm. um, because you—you you were just 
doing awesome stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't know anything about like how a lot of that process works. Um, but how did you get like hooked up with more of the Hollywood side of things and like, like the TI project, for example? So, uh, God, um, first of all, I think after the last time I touched games was a startup company that just exploded in spectacular fashion. And I think that was kind of around the time, the time that you were at Sony. Mm -hmm. And so like after that, I was just like, you know what, man, I love video games uh, to, to my core. That's, that's in my spirit. I still work in games, but okay. the reality of that is like, fuck that shit. Man. Like, it's too, <laughs> like, Dumb. it's too wild. It's too, like when I left in 2014, they were still having conversations about like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be weird to ladies working in video games. Hey, maybe we should be paying women a working yeah, wage yeah. in video games. And 2021, still having the same goddamn conversation. And yeah. it's just like, man, this is some time as a flat circle bullshit. So uh, I say all that to say, I was very not in a good place. Because right. I just like, I thought it was me. It's like, if you keep on running into bad situations in a particular area, maybe the asshole is you. Right. So I was just like, well, let me readjust. Let me, let me reassess some things. And turns out the moment I left games, things just started getting better. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... Uh, money, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I started off doing like, I guess it's like previs. The previs is kind of for modeling. It's kind of bullshit. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like the low end of modeling, but it was more just like, Hey, I need well, a job. Well, you don't need anything high detail. Right. No, but it's just like, it's not, you don't get the, like, I should not have been doing that. Okay. There, there's no, but it got me into VFX. So then I eventually rolled into VFX. And then from there, did my first big Marvel film. And then from there, just randomly, uh, a, a good friend of mine hit me up and was like, hey, for this show, we need 3D. But it was mm -hmm. a costume design thing. And so essentially, I'm like helping design in 3D, join the guild. And that's all she wrote. So like that, Okay. ever since then, I've just been doing Hollywood stuff, but like more pre-production. Explain the guild for uh So the guild is awesome because, I mean, it's, well, I'll just say this. When you're freelancing in video games and VFX, you bounce from job to job to job. And there's no, there's no guaranteed rate. You know, mm -hmm. there's no, if you hit them with the rate that you should be making, in a place like Los Angeles, you'll get laughed out of the building because what you're what you're dealing with is you're at the end of the project. The VFX are at the very very end. The way VFX uh -huh. like uh, get money to do the show is you have to underbid for each movie. So if everybody wants the next Doctor Strange movie, all these these VFX studios are underbidding to be the cheapest to probably yeah. do some shit that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, you can't really command a good, uh, a good uh, rate there, like a day rate or a weekly right. rate, because nobody cares about VFX. VFX is kind of like slave labor, even though mm -hmm. they're wizards. It's like games. Yeah. Like yeah. What, what people in games and VFX do, incredible, technically incredible, doesn't get the respect or the pay that it's deserved. So um, with this stuff, it's, it's pre-production. So money is just, just, you know, yeah. like, just, it, it's, it's ridiculous. 
to paint, I don't even have to do full 3D. <laughs> yeah. I can sculpt something and then paint over it. I can paint better than I have in my entire life. And it's for less work in yeah. a way. It's less technical, less, uh, less hard work. I mean, good design is still hard. Don't get right. me wrong. But it's just like, again, VFX is hard. Video games is hard. They should be getting paid. So I, I think yeah. I answered your question. It's like you mm -hmm. start getting into that and it's just, it opens up a whole new world. I so see. that's what the guild kind of, uh, the guild starts like to guarantee certain prices. You pay mm -hmm. into it, but guess what? You also get as a freelancer, you get healthcare. I'm on that Bernie Sanders, baby. You know, oh. just like, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm paying for it, but it's like you get healthcare and yeah. it's good healthcare. And so that's what, that's what a guild, that's what a union provides. Now, let it not be like all, the union's also just like, you can't really fire somebody. So there's some jokers that should probably not have jobs. Right, right. And you can't get rid of them easily. But like, I get healthcare. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I I think in a, a situation where you don't always feel like you're you're running and chasing and, you know, just trying to, stay alive because the system's mm. going to beat you down. It's going to underbid you, you know, mm. um, were you even threatened with, uh, it, it, at one of the companies, um, they threatened us with, Hey, you know, another company, we've hired this other company and we'll just switch all of you guys out and use their technology yeah. instead of your, and I was like, what, what, what? this is a threat. What, you know, like, why is this yeah. even, it just felt so bad. And yeah, you know, there's so many of those stories I don't need to reiterate, but, um, you know, the freelancing thing, it's, it's an area that I've been, uh, thinking about in different ways, you know, um, not just like the quote unquote freelancer to do a job or whatever, mm -hmm. but we're in a place where, you know, I can start up a, a media channel basically like I've kind of done here mm -hmm. and talk to people directly and start just building whatever I need to build. Mm -hmm. um, because that was one of the things about doing stuff before, before like two years, three years, whatever, how many, yeah, yeah, yeah. several years ago, where it's like, I would, uh, you know, I would need a major studio. I would need a major push from somebody. Yep. Um, yep. Now it was just like, you know, like I was, I was telling Jeff um, this, it's like, yeah, there is no, this is the, the technology is the destruction of the middleman. So now I can deal with people who want the actual product. Like, Hey, you want, mm -hmm. you know, some ideas on X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. pay me, whatever. I'll just roll down the studio and talk to you guys for a day. It could be really informal, yep. cut it, cut a check and go about our business. And it's like, cool. Okay. No one ever has to know I was there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, but just saying that to say, um, finding ways with all this new technology, with all this, where we are right now, mm. connecting with the people, connecting with the, the flow of good energy. It's, it's an amazing time. Yeah. And on top of that, the cool thing about freelancing, it, it sucks at first, mm. but like each person you run into, that's a new client. So it gets to the point where it's just like, my Rolodex is just a deep now because of yeah. the years of taking, taking odd jobs, you know? And then it's just like, after you have enough of, of those odd jobs, I mean, some of them aren't the jobs that you want, but like, 
you get a deeper Rolodex, you start to, you get to start choosing exactly what you want. And I thought, I didn't, I never thought I was going to be here, to be honest, because I thought I was going to die on the vine of VFX and just shrivel up and just feel like, I can't, you know, it's just, I, I mean, really. And then my friend got me into the union and now it's just like, I have my choice of all these things I can do. I've been helping with some game assets. I've been like, I can do VFX if I want to. I don't want to do VFX anymore, by the way. I'm, I'm, that's the one I'm trying to not do ever again. Um, or I can just do, uh, you know, design. Like, it's just like you choose your own adventure. Yeah. So, so what does design mean to you? Well, that, that's but, well, that's like, broad, man. Not like, not like that broad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, okay. well, the, when you said design, um, a lot of people, mm. they'll p come by here. We just talked to Diaz, a technical designer, mm. you know, okay, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, design in another way. Um, and usually when I talk about design, I'm just talking about human interaction with stuff. But, you know, so I want to make sure I clarify when you said design, um, what do you uh, mean by that? Uh, more uh, costume stuff. So, okay. you know, working with a costume designer, they give you their vision and you, you, illustrate it to help them come up with it but in that illustration it's not just like i know it can be somebody just dictating to you like i right, move this line here blah 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 i haven't run into that thankfully like mm -hmm. the people that i've worked with just like they have an idea and then we just start working together to form that idea so that's kind of what i mean by design all right so and uh knowing knowing you because um we worked together on table tennis and that was my first run-in with concept artist and you know figuring out okay let's get a balance of characters that offer this this title um a balance of visuals a balance of perspectives uh mm. you know archetypes or whatever you want to call them and uh, you know i would throw something out there saying hey we're doing it for this reason and then you know you and the other artist um uh, castania and uh forgot the guy's name, but it'll come to me. Um, he was working on UI, but he came in and they would like throw different ideas back at me. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this collaborative design process is, mm -hmm. is pretty fucking awesome when you're dealing with people who really want to make something cool. Yeah. So I, no, I, yeah, go ahead. That's what it feels like. It feels like the best parts of table tennis mm. because it's like you're in a small room. There's not many people, there's no leads. You're just working with a designer and they're reporting directly to the director. And sometimes the studio will have notes, which are, that's, that's the notes that you don't want because it's <laughs> bullshit. But like you're working with the designer and the director. And it's just like, I realized that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Like I got uh, in VFX. I, I remember I was on a vacation somewhere and I got an email from like the goat in terms of VFX in Los mm -hmm. Angeles, which was a uh, blur. And I remember I'm like, yo, blur wants it. Like they've done all the, the video yeah, game. Yeah. Like, uh, like blur is the shit. I got there and I was like, all right, when are we making cool? like, when are we designing shit? When are we making cool shit? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, they're a vendor for somebody else. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. and it's like, and no shade to them because they are some of the most talented character. It's one of the best character-driven studios in Los Angeles, hands right. down. If not, like, I, I put them up there in terms of like their top top five for cinematics. Yeah, okay. top three for top three for cinematics in the world. 
but it just wasn't what I was looking for. I was like, oh, this is the same thing. I'm like, I'm getting dictated to. Mm. You know, like I don't, we don't get to, I remember the Spider-Verse uh, trailer came out and I was like losing my shit over the shoes. I was like, yo, look at the shoes. Oh my God, they partnered up with, yo! And nobody else got excited. I, and I'm just like, this is not the place for me. You see, see like, that, if you that don't see how stuff, fly that is. Right, because that, kind of, that kind of stuff, even if I didn't get it, I would like yeah. pull up a chair and like, okay, hold on, hold on. What is this? Hold on, show me, you know? And it's, mm. it's culture, man. It's culture. Yeah. We, there's not, you know, it's just the things that hit, the things that are driving pop culture, there aren't those people in those studios. I that got, it's kind of what it is. So, you know, I got exited from a consulting session um, when I, uh, you know, after I, I talked to the lead programmer on a project, mm. was talking mm -hmm. to the team, and they were like, you know, well, okay, uh, you worked on Red Dead. How did this happen? And this and this. And, well, you don't want Red Dead's example exactly. What you're probably looking for is something more like, and they're like, okay, you know, everyone nods their heads and they're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Mm. And like past lunch and towards the end of the day, they're getting a little frustrated because they can't figure out, you know, they can't figure out something. I don't know what they're trying to pull from me. Hmm. But um, at some point, uh, they say, well, what we're really trying to deal with is, and I kind of started to see where they were going. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, well, does the culture here allow for such and such and such because you need to do this and that and that? And they're like, oh. And then they kind of stood up straight. Our, our company culture says X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. We do it this way. And they're all kind of smiling and nodding at each other. And I was like, yep, yep. Oh, well, you have to change the culture then. It's like a, you know, quiet room and you drop a glass. Just, and they were like, uh, what? You can't say that. You can't like, say that, man. You can't, you can't. <laughs> I was like, hey, look, put some guys in a, a room in a different mm. part of the company. Um, we did that at 3DO. Uh, in order to break out of the, the processes, we actually packed up a group of guys, put them off in some cubicles. They talked to no one at the company. We didn't know what they were doing. And they came out like six months later, you know, or three months later with all these mm -hmm. ideas. But I was like, yeah, you have to do stuff like that sometimes. Yep. And yeah, that corporate stodginess, man. It's, it's weird. Because it's like, I understand it. You have mm -hmm. to do it. But at the same time, these things are pushing culture. It's you're, you're working in a position of pushing culture because that's what entertainment does. That okay. is the ultimate right. human expression of culture. You're working on pushing culture and you're creative in mm -hmm. that, which is already chaotic. And you're trying to rein it in with the only ways people know how to. And it's like very corporate and it's just like, it keeps on butting heads. Now, yeah. not like you have to have that in, in the terms of just like, I mean, just look at everything that's happening in Blizzard right now. You have to have that because you can't have fucking Bill Cosby as a, oh that shit is wild. Like they were wild, bro. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Cause you can't, you know have, so you have to have it for that. The first thing I heard from that um, was like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, they're drinking at work and, you know, they're being raucous. And I was like, you can't. Um, what does drinking at work and being raucous mean? I'm not so sure. 
I yeah. looked at the I looked at the court filing. Did you know there was a suicide involved? I, I couldn't even look at. No, I did not. I the court, even, but that it tracks. Yes, I, I'm, and I don't think the court filing was trying to say that this person committed suicide because, but mm-hmm. it was thrown in there like, and look, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, geez, and then I started looking into it more, and I was like, okay, I'm glad I got the block from Activision that one time. So, mm-hmm. oh, can I? I, this has been on my chest all week. Can I just get this out here? Do it. I've been knowing Blizzard was shady. You know why? Mm. <clears throat> because after <laughs> no, uh, after uh, after Rockstar, I interviewed at uh, Blizzard on the cinematic team. Cinematic team, legendary. Yep. Uh, had an interview with legendary artist ran into some people I knew from school, like they were walking me around the campus. People are like, mm-hmm. you know, that like they're like shouting my name, Raph, blah, blah, blah. Like I was like a rock star in, yeah. in a way that like people knew me as they were just walking me around. But the thing about that was when you go into their front office, you sit down and you're waiting to be seen. Okay. On this front office is a very long table. On that table, no magazines, one giant binder. And I mean, thick. Right. And so obviously from a game design perspective, you're going to look at the one thing on this big ass table. (laughs) Yeah. It is laminated letters from like, I don't know, the like handwritten letters from fans from the very first games that Blizzard made. Oh. Of like, of like, of like, oh my God, we're such big fans. And me coming from Rockstar at that point in time, like I was on my hater, subtle subordination, fuck that shit. Like I can't, you know, you can't get me. But I just, I remember seeing that and being like, this is, that's that's the first level of subordination. You know, it's just like, no, 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 no. You're happy, you're lucky to even get a seat. Yeah, that's weird, that's weird. And then it gets followed up by, um, obviously, I mean, well, I'm not, you know, it gets followed up by, they offered me a job, which maybe in hindsight I, t- I should have taken just because of the people I would have learned from. Okay. But I couldn't because the rate that they gave me was $19.26 an hour. I wasn't new to this. I was three years deep. Yeah. I could go down the street and get $18 at In-N-Out. Right. <laughs> like, and I remember I, I didn't have words because I was just like, uh, and the lady on the phone, the HR, she was like, I was like, that number is, and she said, insulting? And I was like, yeah. They never rate. She was like, I'm going to see what I can do about this because this is crazy. They yeah. wouldn't raise the rate. They wouldn't raise it. So I was just like, nah, I'm good. But I say all that to say, it's just like what people don't understand, the reason why rates in games need to come up, the reason why rates in other areas need to come up it's going to be hard for you to treat somebody like shit when you pay them well. Yeah. And that That's all. It's like, you can't, mm. if, if you, mm-hmm. if you are bringing people in the industry and paying them like shit, that means you look at them as lesser than. So all these, like all these stories of people being treated poorly, you're paying them shit wages for hard work. Of course. Like it, that means that you don't care about them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, I, all this stuff coming out, I'm like, I come on, man. You know, 
you know, you know um, and, and, and I don't care because I'm never working for them. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't care. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, something you mentioned a while back, you said uh, that, you know, there's a culture that, uh, that it, it can't change. Um, no, it can't. And I, I know what you mean. I, I really do. Um, but I found myself in so many situations sitting around like um, saying, hey, we can change this. And then everybody kind of looks at me and just. No. And I'm like, no, no. yeah. Why? And that, that was the thing that was really, you know, pissing me off in so many ways, because mm-hmm. every time pe- someone left a door open, you know, I would run down it, figure something out and, you know, make, try to make something happen. Um, and that's how things actually progressed and move forward. Yeah. So when I hear these stories about such a young industry getting into these bad practices and I found it really, I, I found all my time fighting against these bad practices. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to work on my energy flow because yeah. it it wasn't so much about making games per se. I mean, mm-hmm. I would still, I would still love to have things work out in a fun way with games, yeah. but yeah. I realized that my creative energy flow, like, can I build this? Can I try this out? Can I put this together? Um, can we set up a structure with people that works a certain way? And it was like, there was so much sabotage, weirdness, um, defunding, that it just got to a point where it's like, oh, this is almost like a part of a lot of game development. And it's it's too weird for me. So I did the whole stage left thing and people were like, hey, are you coming back? I'm like, not uh, planning on it, but could happen, I suppose. Yeah, it is weird because like, I mean, I still... And it's I, maybe it's my bias. I still think of you as one of the most brilliant designers that I know. Like just, oh. I mean, having no, no, I, dude, I, I mean that shit because just like you know, for everybody that's that's listening, after after I quit, I lived with this dude for a little bit, and I mean, we were just we would just talk all the time, and it's just like you want to talk about a a mind built for design. Like I still remember when you like was it uh when you interviewed at what's the thing in San Francisco? Oh, okay. I haven't told uh, this story right. Oh, it's the best story <laughs> in the world. So this full, and this is right after Red Dead Redemption comes out. Yeah. I, my art wasn't, it wasn't up to snuff then. So like, they were just like, ah, you, yeah, whatever. I watched him go over. So we're, we're explaining a whole, we, uh, I forgot why we both decided to go, but we both decided to go to the game developers conference, GDC, yeah. Yeah. um, to meet up with some different companies. Um, I forgot why you went. Uh, why was it? I just, I think I just went to go. I was just, okay. I was just doing stuff to do stuff. Like, you know. Well, I mean, it was a good thing to do. I mean, that yeah, yeah, yeah. game developers conference is important. But yeah. I specifically went because I was talking on the phone with a lot of these Sony characters, um, the guy from Sony. Mm-hmm. And it was like, there was a lot of back and forth. And they were like, well, have you played this game? And I was like, no, I haven't played this game. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they go, go silent. So I'd have mm-hmm. to run out, buy the game, play through the entire game, and then call them back. Hey, I played the game, and they're like, "Oh, oh, we when we stop calling you, you're supposed to stop calling." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." 
listen, <laughs> on level on this level, they did this and that and that. I thought that was interesting. Mm. I know you can't, mm. you're busy. I'll send you an email. You know, that's, and they kept going silent. So when GDC mm. came around, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I got to, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we end up there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So we're, I think I'd taken my, my turn at the Sony booth and it was just like, yeah, it was whatever. I watch you go over and I'm like, just at another booth. And what people don't understand, this is after Red Dead fucking Redemption came out. Groundbreaking game. I see this man talking to one person. This door opens where like all the, the game devs hide and do whatever and have their, have like, you know, the progression of interviews. Yeah. One other person comes out and I just see Ben like holding court and like two people just like, mm-hmm. third person comes out. Ben's posture doesn't change. He's just still explaining stuff. More people are like, huh, huh, huh. There had to be like six or seven people, if not more, yeah. as you're just like blowing their mind. And I was just like, man, this guy's a fucking rock star. Like, not literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but it was just like, it's one of those things where it's just like, that also probably should have been like the, 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 uh, the cautionary tale too. Because it's like, it should not take eight people with like the screw face, like not understanding to like, get what you're saying right or maybe you're just that much smarter than everybody <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know but like uh it's just watching you with like 10 people i i, I keep on adding numbers to like how, how many people were there but it's just like people were just like no it was definitely it was it was definitely a group of people and i think that came from like when i was a kid uh i was the 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 youngest not of just mm-hmm. of my immediate family but of my my um my generation of, of cousins and all that. And then, you know, I got put in a weird situation and I was always in situations trying to figure out stuff and North Florida, South Georgia, you know, very heavy um, Confederate area. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I couldn't figure people out and try to figure out where they were coming from, you know, that'd be my ass. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. A guy pulled a knife at me at school in, in, um, in middle school in front of the entire student body and yeah. every everybody just was just kind of like hey that was crazy and they just like went about their business and i'm yeah, yeah. as a kid i'm like yeah that was crazy years later i'm like what the f- was that you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. anyway trying to navigate people and figure things out um that's always what i ended up doing i was kind of yeah. by my by myself never shy yeah. but kind of by myself in the computer lab uh, you know, chess club, et cetera, et cetera, marching band, all that jazz. Um, but at the Sony thing, that was actually my second time at that booth. The first time I went to the booth, I met up with some people and they took my resume and it was a different department, right? Mm -hmm. They took my resume and said, okay, we have what we need. Um, get the hell on. And I was like, that's it. No, nah, no, nah, I'm sure y'all got something. You know, you you're doing this, that, and that. Your website yeah, yeah. says this, and I yeah, I, ta- yeah. I talked. I've been talking to guys over email, and you know, playing games that they recommended. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know, we understand. We have your name here. I see the email on the computer. Don't mm-hmm. worry, you know, you're good. We got you. Undertone was get the hell on. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, mother. So I left. The, <laughs> I, I left the booth right and like sat down at some little weird display that they had. And, you know, was just like, 
all right, I didn't just drive all the way up here to have some some person tell me get the hell on. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. then I saw uh I saw Ted Carson um walk by. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, hey Ted, how's it going? I said, hey, yeah, just uh talk to these guys, these guys. He's like, Why are you sitting over here? I was like, nah, I just talked to Sony. And he was like, Oh yeah, there's some cool guys. I'm like, they are not cool people, dude. They just <laughs> they just told me to get they just told me to get the hell on. Yeah. And he, and he was like, Oh, well, that's interesting. And then he just left and, you know, we parted ways and he went on his mm-hmm. way. And then I was like, all right, well, Ted says they're cool people. I kind of trust the guy. He's a friendly guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just double check, right? Yeah. So I come, I'm like peeking around the side of the booth and I see the, the person that, that told me to get the hell on and kind of stop me. And then I see another person on the other side of the booth. It was like a pretty big booth area. Mm-hmm. I see another person on the other side of the booth like taking resumes and talking to people as well. So I'm like, all right, let me go talk to that other person. Y'all seem to be kind of on the same level. So mm-hmm. I like run around the back of the booth. I don't know if you remember how big that thing was. It was a big booth. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was massive. <laughs> I like ran all the way around because I didn't want this other person to leave in case they were doing shifts or something. So I run all the way around the booth. I'm like, hey, so glad I could make it. Listen. Uh, you guys don't have my uh, resume yet, but I'm such and such at doing this and that and that and that. And finally, that's when I think that's when you saw me talking to like one person, just uh, passionately dropping the thing. Okay. And then I remember um, the person like took the resume and started to give me that little, hey, well, thanks, we got you and all this. And I was like, I was like, well, I talked to such and such over email, and he told me that you guys uh, were doing X, Y, and Z. And I just wanted to know if anybody from the design team was here and I could, I was like, can I, I'll, can I give you some of those ideas, you know, right now in mm-hmm. person, because I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it came across in the email. I know you guys are busy mm-hmm. and they're like, okay. So once I got past the HR level and started talking to actual developers, yeah. that's when you saw the, Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. They, they had this HR fence that was just like, kicking people out of the box and wouldn't yeah, let yeah. them talk to any developers. Once I started talking to developers, it got interesting. Oh, that so. makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. I was, I was mm. pissed. I was pissed, dude. I was like, I just got told to get the hell on at GDC. After I did game of the year. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it, it was, yeah. it was, it was really weird. I, and honestly, I had never seen those people at Sony again. So I didn't, I didn't know who they were, whether they mm-hmm. were some HR from some other studios or something, mm-hmm. but they were just running a program, running a process. And yeah. I am not about processes that don't make, you know, don't amend themselves for, you know, external variables or, you know, things being a little different. So mm-hmm. I had to like, I got to get around this. This is the, this is the the cattle line for the, yeah. I don't want to say regular people, but but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's GDC, you know, it's yeah. a lot of students, so. Yeah. That's what it is, so, yeah. Man, so many stories, it's wild. Yeah, I know, so one thing that's, um, you know, I, that I've thrown people off with, and uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of got brought up in the in the other um, discussion I had, was people looking at me and not thinking I'm a programmer. Uh, I remember you, uh, you, you were in the comments, you kind of pointed that out a little bit. Yeah. I had no clue what a program was supposed to look like or whatever. 
Um, Come on, man. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, buddy. Yeah. 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 And not like you. <laughs> none, none like us. Yeah. So none like us. That's what yeah, happened in short. It's, it, it's weird. I, it's so you, but you were, you were, uh, kind of, kind of expounding on that point, but, uh, uh yeah. Um, and what's, uh, what I wanted to say is that, um, I kind of, I, I kind of held back for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, for too long, probably. Yeah. And then I think it, it wasn't, uh, you know, I, it was definitely, I can't remember at what point um, we both started getting, well, I started at least, uh, catching fashion in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on, you know, following the blogs, uh, the streetwear scene and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you know about Trans World Surf. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Marie Cote, her husband, was like the owner of trans world surf why was she working <laughs> yeah so yeah um we, you know we had somebody, know we had somebody in hr uh at mm-hmm. rockstar games working as i mean not working as she was the wife of the owner of trans world surf so i met dude one day just randomly and we were talking and kicking it and everything and i'm like yo trans world surf y'all make some pretty cool stuff and it, it was one thing that led to another that kept getting me into it and mm-hmm. um What's his name? Uh, Transworld Surf actually did work with Bobby Hundreds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like following in the, I'm on the internet and on the blogs. Uh, at mm-hmm. the time, there was all these blogs, you know, um, the Two Dope Boys. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of the fashion blog that I used to look at, but there was Hype Beast, obviously, um, and a couple others. But yeah, I ran across the hundreds and was like, oh, these dudes are real and they're from whatever. And around that time, you know, this was just like academic, interesting knowledge to me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But you actually started rocking some different gear. And I was like, okay, hold up. Raph is coming up with some stuff, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then I kind of forgot the timeline, but. I remember you started showing up with some stuff and then I started rocking academics at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where did, where did your fashion vibe come from? Because it was, it was there, but then all of a sudden it kicked into a new level. It came from not being poor anymore. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Cause I think throughout college, like I, I had a style, yeah, but like I was broke. Like I, you know, like, okay, back when you're in grade school, you get money to go pick out new outfits. Yeah. Like, we were poor. Like, that that was, like, I remember the most hype I ever got over an outfit was I got to get a polo shirt. Not, an out, like, just one. And that was, yeah. like, one time. That was, that was one time. Like, we were, it was, uh, and that was a big deal. So, it's just, like, I didn't really get to creatively there was no money to creatively express yourself, you know, fashion wise Yeah. growing up. So like college was like, all right, I can start to explore, but like I'm college, you're, you know, you're, I'm broke and I only care yeah. about learning 3d. And so then, you know, get the job at rockstar and that's the most money I'd ever seen Yeah. ever. Like, I mean, my dad who gave me grief was just like, 
all I've, for doing art from a young, from like single digit age. Yeah. He was like, and who he was trying to push me into being an engineer, and he's just like, oh god, I just saw uh, Jeff with the triple fat goose. That jacket was like, I I had <laughs> I had all these clothing <laughs> hand me down yeah. from like uh my my aunts in Baltimore who had like stores, and so I would get like the stuff that really wouldn't sell. But you're talking about like Baltimore fashion, which is a very specific thing that does not work in Virginia. Like it just does not work. So like I just I looked crazy. Mm -hmm. Um. So then coming out like, but yeah, so my dad was always trying to push me to be an engineer. The first job that I had at Rockstar, I was making more than an engineer does out of, out of like a uh, Ivy League school. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, oh, 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 oh. So like now all of a sudden I have like money to play with. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me explore these little things. Like these, these things that I like that I can never, you know. And I just realized it's like, okay, I like loud colors. I can, can I pull it off? Okay. Yeah, I can pull it off. And then as you like start to explore and see what you can pull off without people looking at you like you're crazy, yeah. it just kind of makes you even bolder to now where I'm like, I, I can put on anything like that. that it's kind of, it's kind of insane. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love like, it. It's, it's wild. It's so, I mean, I kind I feel like I lost the edge a little bit being inside the house for a year and a half. Sure. But, uh, like, oh man, I was killing them and they didn't know what to do. It's like, you go into a VFX studio with like, shoes on point like you know like the latest like you know shirts whatever whatever yeah nobody knows nobody knows what to do and you're just like man maybe i shouldn't be here but then start like when i started doing uh some of the costume design you're mm -hmm. talking about like it's costume design yeah everything yes. i wore like first of all it's you're gonna have in costume design it's more ladies than men and i mm -hmm. i would say on average ladies are more fashion forward than men mm-hmm like now culturally it, you know that starts to shift but like you know like it's not gonna be like new york where the you know the the under brim of my hat is matching the inner trim of my my tims you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. it's not, <laughs> but like all these ladies loved what i was wearing mm -hmm. all like my friends like jace was there on the on my first show which was jupiter's legacy which is now uh canceled on netflix way to go Netflix, even though we had the highest Nielsen rating for like the whole, whatever, it's fine. Uh, but like, all, like Jason was like, yo man, I got to step my shit up. You come in here looking like blah, 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 blah. Like <laughs> every, all the, like all the yeah. costume designers, assistant co costume designers are like, yo, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And so now I'm like, I, I, I had this momentum going and coronavirus killed all that shit. Uh, like I'm, I've just been sweatpants all day seven days a week yeah yeah and so yeah yeah but um it, it's weird and i don't know where it exactly lies in in the creative spirit but mm. you know um you know the fashion as a as a mark of expression a mark of mm. uh you know identity or something i don't know where it where it lands but like you know i was i was into the stuff but i was more into the idea of a lot of stuff than looking fashionable myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, you know, I would like find an interesting piece here and be like, Oh shit, I can, you know, that is made by this dude and it's got the same color. Or, okay. Let me, let me get that. All oh, right. Academics are these four guys, you know, uh, mm. that way up in New York doing some crazy stuff and they're on the wire. Pff, I'm going to get like, mm -hmm. I had, mm -hmm. I had 30 pairs of academic shoes or whatever, you know, it was nuts. Mm -hmm. But where does I remember those shoes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where does that um, 
where does that all matter to the artist? I don't know. I mean, fashion's a weird thing. I mean, I think that's that's very to you. It, it's, well, okay, because I was going to say I I I'll just throw this out there. If you know the artist, you know the artist. But like, I had the pleasure of working on a show that I, I was like in front of me in this room. It was just a room full of killers, and I was like, why the fuck am I here? Like, one of the best painters, one of the best digital painters to me, uh, Justin Sweet, was like across the way, and like mm-hmm. this guy, this mother, he's a badass. Like, you're talking about like just to set the set the stage with these shows you have to bring your own equipment and so he um he had like his screen was like 40 like it was like a 40 inch television he brought that like it so he's like it's like a giant canvas okay and his like his his uh his Wacom tablet was like encased in this steel box. And it's just like, <laughs> when you see him, you're like, yo, man, <laughs> is it? But like, he's pain, like that, Justin Sweet is a bad motherfucker, but he dresses like he's just sweeping outside. So I, I say that to say it does like, it doesn't matter. It, okay. For, for it, it, but for me, mm-hmm. I feel like I, moved around so much and i never really felt like i had a voice you know yeah. what i mean like i i i didn't come from a military family it was just like as we slid down the economic ladder you know the places that you can afford become like there's like a net of where you can afford and where you can't afford and so i there was no expression the expression was um just do good in school and shut up so yeah as i can express myself in this i feel like in, in fashion, I feel like I can express myself in art like that. But that's for me. It's mm-hmm. it's not necessary. It's probably a waste of money. Ult- ultimately, it is a waste of money. But if it's giving you, it, it's giving me something back to where it is valuable. Because if I can like, because I'm paying like now I'm paying that attention, like that attention to detail for an outfit. Now I can put it into like designing an outfit for somebody. You know what I mean? And yeah. like. I think that's what I was missing from some of the other places. It's like, no, just execute. We've already thought about this, just execute. Yeah. And that's not how my mind works. I always want to add a little something. And I finally found a place where I can execute at a high level. Well, I can execute at a, it's the fashion, like the costume stuff is not, it's not, you're trying to get a high level, but it's like, you have to turn to multiple things a day, but that's where like the collectibles comes in. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. when I need to execute at a high level, let me just sculpt the collectible. Um, right, right. So, but like, I found like, you can execute at a high enough level, while also like using your brain. Yeah. And that shit feels good, man. Like, no artist wants to just like, be a trained monkey, which so, is what we are. Yeah. Essentially, but like, you want to put your stank on it. You know what I mean? Like, we're all taking in so much information, and we're all so valuable. Each person on a production team is so valuable, and mm-hmm. it just feels like that that you're not tapping into what people can bring, what differences can bring, like, you know? And uh, I, so that's, that's, what the, that's where the fashion helps me. It's yeah. like, okay, let me wear this crazy shit and see how I can like get bolder in my designs. Yeah. I, in a, on a similar level, um, I like how, and let me know if I'm, I'm, let me know where I'm not lined up with what you're saying. Okay, okay. You know, um, when you say like putting, 
stuff out at a high level. Um, hmm. But that may not be the perfect practicality of what you're going to end up developing. Um, because you said, you know, you have to produce things and then you make collectibles, which is something different. Is that what you were yeah. kind of getting at? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was I, I was saying, like, with the design stuff, it's like producing art at a high level. The I can't paint and draw anymore. So I rely on 3D and painting on top of that. If I could just paint and draw, I think I could be faster and therefore produce at a higher level. But because I have to rely on 3D as the base, oh, mm -hmm. the time is truncated. So I'm like, I'm kind of behind the gun on like, okay, you need five versions of this by the end of the day, shit. And so it's like, typically I need a day to really start to put a polish on something and you're not guaranteed that. So it's not necessarily always the highest level, which is like, okay. it's, I'm starting to adjust to because that's new for me. Like, but, um, but with the collectibles, like, like the thing I'm finishing up now, like I'm, I, I try to be quiet these days because I just want yeah. the art to speak. The thing I'm finishing up now is the craziest thing I've ever done. Okay. If you're like, uh, it, it is, I'm four months deep sculpting on something we'll have every to, day. We'll have to talk about this one, definitely. Uh, but this, this shit is going to be wild, but that is a high level thing. That is a thing where it's like, let I do that. I, everybody sees I did that. Yeah. I never have to do that shit again. I'm yeah. just like, let me, let me just flex and then never do it again. <laughs> Yeah. So, but like, that's a high, like there, there's, it's just detail, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's blocking in, blocking in, blocking in, blocking in, blocking in detail. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, <laughs> this shit is crazy. But um, yeah. 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 And um, I'm definitely catching everybody in there. Uh, Brandon flavor in your ear. Thanks for all that. What's up, Jeff, Jay Fields, Savage Mandy. I uh, love everybody coming through. Thanks for showing love. Um, so and be sure to, um, even after we're done with this or while we're doing this, you know, if you got any comments or anything, uh, go ahead and throw them down there. I'll try to catch what I can. Otherwise, uh, I'll get them after the, we'll get them after it's over. But um, speaking of collectibles, this, uh, oh my God, where's the crown? Dude, man. All right. Oh, wait, that's right. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. So this is this sits up and everybody always comments on this is the notorious Modoc. I don't know if any of you have ever seen one of these badass uh, 3D sculpt there turned into a collectible. Very um, that that's one of my my awesome centerpieces I have in my house. Uh, sits on my mantle. People come by and always ask about it. In fact, we had a little party get together at the house. And um, they weren't my friends. Uh, they were kind of a friend of a friend. So I was like, all right, yeah. whatever, cool. You guys do your thing. Um, I'm stepping to the side. Left, went, um, let the party go. And then mm -hmm. I, come, I come back and everybody's cleaning up and things are over, things are finished. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, great party. I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know, I just stopped yeah. and noticed it. I'm like, wait a minute. No more crown, man. So yeah, I, that's sad. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what was that movie? Uh, American Gangster? No, not American Gangster. Uh, yeah, was that was the Alpaca? Al Alpaca? Um, <laughs> when Denzel was talking about you know the rug? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was like, man. People are just people are just like, hey, man, that's a collectible. You can't just be treating it any old way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerome says, when I, when I started programming, I was the only African-American. Hope times have changed. 
Well, I mean, they have, but also it's just, it's the internet. You know what I mean? It's, it's like these jobs are like taking, working at a video game company is like working on Twitter. Like that's how I did that because you're going to run into some toxicity. You're going to run into some stuff you like. You're yeah. Run into it's just going to be a mix of it all, and it's just like, man, I hope you, hope you got some thick skin. <laughs> but it's also like, out of all the things I've done, I still, dude, I would, if I could get, I love games, man. It's like when you, it is hard, but it's like the feeling that you get after making a game is is. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, you know, it, it is it is an interesting feeling. Uh, you you stay on a project for a relatively long period of time, and yeah, it's it's an interactive product. So at least yes. for me, for me on the design end, when I see people interacting and doing things I didn't expect, or trying things out, or um, I remember when uh, I wasn't even on Midnight Club when I was a rock star, but when they released Midnight Club, you know, mm -hmm. we could, you could go in and kind of watch people just do stuff online. One thing that was interesting, this and this was like way before like a lot of, you know, virtual chat rooms or whatever, um, you had people in Midnight Club, they, they would just show up, bring in their cars and drive mm -hmm. to like, you know, an open intersection and just sit around and talk. And we totally didn't expect that. We're like, they're not racing around. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. doing any of the mini games. They're not hunting mm -hmm. for, um, you know, collectibles in that game. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they, they, they'd have ways of playing the game where they take turns and, you know, everybody would line up. And then all of a sudden the first guy would drive by, look at my Cadillac, dog. Look at my Cadillac. <laughs> Y'all see that? It's green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's green with orange flames on it, son. Look at my Cadillac. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, you know, watching people um, experience your game and however they want to is just really, yeah. is really fascinating. So uh, to answer yeah. the question, um, black people in gaming, uh, it's, as you can tell, we were talking about Activision. The gaming culture hasn't moved as fast as I would like. Yes. And I mean that in the, or me personally, I mean that in the organic sense where it's like you go in and, you know, you just start seeing people of different backgrounds, different ways of thinking, kind of melding together. There's this constant fight to be the way games always were. And you're like, as I told you, I was like, yeah, change the culture, try doing something different, um, get rid of that code base, uh, whatever. And there's a, it really fights back against it, at least in my yeah. my um, dealings. And I haven't been in the industry for a couple of years, so I don't know. Do you think it's because, because I, I, I guess it didn't hit me until just now, but it's like, especially with doing art, games, you have to consistently update your knowledge set mm -hmm. all the time. And so maybe it's because the technology is constantly changing, the programs that you have to use constantly changing that people are like entrenched in no the one place where we can not change is culture because everything else is just changing all the time hmm. which is i think that's what made me like that's what confused me because it's like the rate you're not dealing with you're dealing with technology and tech because technology is always changing and like we we live in a time where 
like we're living in a time where we're seeing shit change all the time and that is not normal for human beings like at all no i don't think people realize how amazing it is the amount of change we're going through it's not normal by like like generations like generations of like 500 years of like the same family would see like the same hill and the same like horse cart or whatever (laughs) for you know for 500 years or a thousand years and we're seeing the world change every fucking day that's insane for human beings so it's just like i thought because games are dealing in that realm everything was going to change everything is up to debate to change because we're working in a medium that is consistently changing like i remember working on my first game with you and it's just like we're putting this thing out like I, i'm seeing like dev kits for shit that doesn't even exist yet and i'm like <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah. What, what is all oh my like the the geek in me is like oh this is a crap PlayStation Three it does it's it's a box what, it shut down the first floor when they tried to turn it on what are you talking that. about I remember that all right <laughs> like, <laughs> for yeah for those of you who are, uh, you know are curious about game development you know they release new consoles every five seven years maybe. Um, and there's a whole new paradigm shift with these consoles. Well, before they bring out the consoles, you have these dev kits, and yeah, the early PlayStation dev kit had these two big big handles on it, and I thought it might be for one person to pick up. Nah, one person grabbed one handle, and the other person grabbed the other. They were these big black boxes, and they came in. <laughs> this is some, like, sitcom comedy level kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like some Seinfeld shit where, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, guys, we're going to make the greatest game ever. We're going to plug it in. Plug. Bzz, boom. You know. And then Kramer comes in. You know. God, you're, like, you're, you're missing a point. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it, it's just, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, you're, you're in deep with so much technology and you're so used to change. Like the builds change. Everything changes all the time and the culture doesn't change. And that, that's, that's weird. To me, yeah, it, it, it totally is, um, and I think it's one of those outside outsider situations where somebody from the mm-hmm. outside needs to do something to change people's behaviors on the inside. Down on you know trying to change stuff from the inside. People are always saying, "Hey, if we have more people in, you know, it's like you know you're on you're jumping on a moving train." Um, it may not be easy to change the train's trajectory from the inside. You might need to start, you know, adjusting the track somewhere or finding new modes of transportation entirely. And that's actually what happens. Like when mobile games comes out, shout out to Jeff and Jam City, you know, doing different things that I wasn't even thinking about. Um, You know, shout out to the AR developers, you know, Pokemon Go and stuff. This isn't stuff that you would normally get from inside a game development studio. So, I mean, that requires uh, cannibalizing yourself or cutting off your own leg to grow a different one. So, mm-hmm. and people don't want to do that, obviously. Nope. It's hard, though. I mean, change is hard. That's, that's you know, that's, it's, uh, um, I think it's easy for me because of the instability that I, I had growing up. Like, mm-hmm. there's changing homes all the time, change, like everything changed. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, you just change. But if you're not used to that, I can imagine. And I'm not trying to give like shitty people like a like. I'm not trying to like just give them like a pass, but I'm oh, saying no, no. it's no just, like change is hard. Like mm-hmm. if you're not used to it, 
it hurts. Like it, it hurts every single time. And but the, then you get used yeah. to the hurt and you're like, oh, but I know there's something better on the end of this. Yeah, and, and there often isn't a, um, a, a, an obvious benefit to the change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, a manager actually broke it down for me one time. It's like, well, what happens when a brilliant kid or some guy with a new idea or some other company or whatever comes in and, you know, comes to a manager, some guy above him, right, and says, hey, here's new idea. Do you accept it or do you not accept it? And according to the manager, it's a lose-lose situation because if the manager accepts it and it works out, then all of a sudden it's like, well, hey, why are you even managing? You didn't know to do this. And this, this it took this young whippersnapper yelling and whatever to make it happen. And there's kind of this contention now where it's like, well, hey, you wouldn't have even got this far if you hadn't, you know, if you hadn't done what I said and you did what I said. So now we know yeah. I'm better than you. So then on the other hand, if they don't accept it and then they get left behind or whatever, then mm. obviously it's like, you dumbass, why didn't you do this? Yeah. And this is a very real thing because after I heard it from that one manager type or supervisor type, mm -hmm. I asked around this kind of like, yeah, you can get caught in a bad situation where, you know, some, somebody brings something up to you and it doesn't work out. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I, to I totally get it, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't give a shit a lot of times. Sometimes I'm like, like when I was uh, on table tennis, you know, people brought mm -hmm. things to me and I was like, cool. And let's go in the, the next, the next uh, management meeting and bring you in. And they're like, why is this underling here? Why are you talking to QA? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, look, dude had a good idea. If it doesn't work out, I'll take the blame and we'll fix it. Let's go. And people don't like that. It's weird, man. It's like, do you not like making money? Right. Like if somebody has a great idea, we all get the high five with a bag of cash and go into the sunset. What's wrong? Like, uh, this is, I don't, I don't understand. It's harder. Do you, do you, do you like it, working forever? Let's yeah. have a good idea and like never have to work again. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's been, that's been the, one of the, you know, uh, many ways that I piss people off, you know, mm. where I'll just bring something up and be like, well, you know, you're not good at, uh, at managing because this is something better and you don't want better. So you're obviously yeah. not good and it goes yeah. bad. No, I just saw uh, Justin was like ego. It's like, yeah, no, it's ego. It's all, it's all. Oh, the ego, man. It's yeah. killer. So with, uh, you, you were talking about, um, oh, and also wanted to mention, shout out for having the foresight to rock the uh, LRG dead serious hoodie. Oh, um, man. <laughs> before, I, I was like, yo, this thing is hot. And you were like, yo, this thing is hot. And you went sorry, ahead and you went ahead and oh, got no, I'm it. sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, but like a like a like a dummy, I didn't charge my phone all the way. Oh. So yeah, now I gotta move over to the other room. But yeah, no, that um that hoodie was like serious. Uh yeah. So the the dead serious hoodie was um for those of you who may not remember, uh, hoodies were kind of plain and simple at the time. Um, you know we hadn't gotten to anything exciting. You may get a stripe down the arm or a little design on the back or whatever, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the LRG dead serious hoodie, uh, it was actually like the skeleton hoodie, kind of like, it kind of looked like, um, you know, the costumes from Karate Kid where they had the skeleton outfit. Yeah. So, and on top of that, 
the, the side of the skeleton, the skull went all the way up to the hood. So you could zip it all the way up and have this whole skeleton look. Uh, it had the heart showing through it. And when you turned off the lights, it was glow in the dark. Yeah. It's glow in the dark. If you would have brought it to anybody, it sounded corny at the time. But mm-hmm. when somebody actually wore it and you saw him walking through the dark, you're kind of like, hey, it was kind of fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I was, I want to make sure I brought that back up uh, before I got into this other question. You're, uh, oh, it showed up in, um, showed up in Grand Theft Auto too. So we know we made it. Right? Oh, but you know what, what, what ended it was when Kanye had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, old, old Kanye or yeah. not, not, not new Kanye, but old, he wore it at like some award show and that was it. Yeah. That, that was, that was, <laughs> that was all she wrote. So yeah. It was, it was good while it lasted. Hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where does your artistic sensibility come from? Because I haven't been able to pin down, like, and not not saying that I can really pin mm. down any artist, but it's always been interesting to me your your style, your you know, there's like a Japanese flair to it, mm. um, a classic yet boisterous kind of push to it. I don't know. What, tell us about your. Uh, your artistic style a little bit where do you um, think it comes from well so i had to think about i think part of the reason why games as an industry didn't work for me mm-hmm. is because the things that inspired me you know like i remember being in high school and seeing the the trailer for final fantasy 7 like when they showed midgar and CGI, early CGI, I'm like, folks, I'm washed, I'm old, like, you know, whatever. So, but like showing the trailer for that, that was one of the first times I like pointed at the screen. It was like, that's what I want to do, that right there. So it's like already, so you start diving into video games, but at that time we're talking about like classic era Capcom. We're talking like, we're, like it, it's, Japan is influencing everything. Yeah. And so, getting into games i thought i was gonna be making that stuff that's not what we make in the west right now it's it's different now but like first person shooter who wants i don't care about war like let me make i don't know some ridiculous like gauntlet shit you know so i say all that to say i think that's why i wasn't happy in games because i wasn't making that stuff but Mm -hmm. like that's what that's part of the thing that drives me it's like I'm like a child of the internet. I'm a child of like anime mixed with hip hop, mixed with just like ridiculous memes. Like memes are the best thing in the world. Like that's, <laughs> I, I'm like literally sculpted. I've sculpted so many memes I've not released. Cause it's just, it's, it's funny to me. Like <laughs> the, the brilliance, like, like, and I've like old, vintage internet. It's just so happy. Like yeah. it's now like, I feel like once like, the boomers and wh- whoever else got a hold of like the internet and got a hold of Twitter. That's when everything like got, but like they ruined and they literally ruined everything. It, yeah. Or actually, I'm not going to put that all on them, but basically when industry infects artistry and there's money to be made, everything is fucked up from that, from that yeah. point on. So, but it's like the vintage internet, like of just like memes, like I try to inject that into my art, but also like, actually I don't even try. It's just, it's kind of who I am. Like it, it, it these things are just so ridiculous. And I think there's such a brilliance in that ridiculous, like, nature of being funny in one image. But also, like, high-end art, too. Like, 
you can't as an artist you have to showcase your skill mm -hmm. so you also have to do you have to do the flex pieces you have to do the like oh no i i can really do this like yeah. let me do sculpt something incredible and then go back and go back to making my silly stuff so it's just like an amalgamation of like all those things like just the things like i just want to make things i that i love like i don't care about making anybody's anything at the end of the day i just want to make the things that make me happy because each it took me a long time but each time i realized the things that i think are fun get a reaction yeah and like i remember even like in college i made this like kalima in like maya and that's one of the first things that like interviewing at rockstar saying soon was like hey man this is really cool and like i noticed over the years there's always a pattern of like my personal work getting more uh attention than my professional work yeah and it's like okay well clearly i'm putting out something let me keep on following that and so like i gave you like a list of what i think it is but i don't i don't even know man i i don't know i it's I think it's those things mixed together in like a pot, but it could also just be, you know, I'm a, I'm a genius. No, I'm joking. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, it's just, we are reflections. We are reflecting pools of what we take in, Yeah. you know? And I think artists or people that like paint, write, whatever are lucky enough to like reflect those things back. And like, you know, like I just, Tate Tarantino. He just makes the shit he loves and it creates a whole new genre. D totally. If so, you got, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if anybody in here has any, any wild, um, you know, uh, references or what are their roots, uh, let me know. I'd actually like to see, you know, what, where some of you guys get your inspiration. Um, you know, for me, uh, it was just like, kind of like Jerome the designer. Um, I was, I got into like uh, 80s um, Thundercats, Transformers, um, you know, and I was like, wow, what is the style? And they're like, oh, no, they get it from the Japanese style. I'm like, what? Japanimation, anime, and that kind of became a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So I started looking at a lot of the, I didn't know what I was really looking at, but I started getting excited by all this, all these ideas. Mm -hmm. And then that led me into the toys, and I became kind of a toy collector, mm -hmm. you know, and somewhere between toys and board games because I would take the toy figures and actually make like board games with them as the pieces. Um, you know, I had like big construction paper and poster board and all that. So I had all these uh, crazy influences. And as I said, I was a young one in my family. So, mm. so, uh, okay. we got a question here. Uh, Jeff wants to, um, Jeff was wondering with the MODOK, mm -hmm. did you, uh, you know, are you uh, are you kind of hyped now that they got a Modoc TV show coming up? It came out. Um, I would have been hyped if it would have boosted the uh, <laughs> the Kickstarter. But yeah. actually, uh, the showrunner um, reached out. Uh, I think somebody there was a lady that was making the puppets for the show, and she stopped at a booth that I was kind of showing uh, the gray version at uh, the gray version of Modoc at, and. Uh, she was like, I'm working on the show. Can I have your information? So like the showrunner bought a few, mm -hmm. um, super cool guy. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, I always have to, whenever, whenever the MODOK comes up, I always have to like shout out, um, Adam, because I saw 
this picture of just like Biggie in a Modoc like chair. And I just remember seeing it on Facebook one day and I was like, I have to make this. Yeah. So I made it, but then like started adding my own two cents to it. But it's like, it, it's like, it's, it's a weird collaboration because I've never met this artist mm-hmm. and like, just like in sculpting it, like I had to add, like, I would say, I, I think, and he would probably say the same, but like, I would say it's as much mine as it is his now. Cause I've added so much stuff to it to bring it to life. Right, but like right. without, without, without him, it's like, it's like, it's our weird baby. You know what I mean? It's just like this, this thing. So I, I'd say like, am I hype about it? I'm hyped that people like it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's done a lot to get eyes on some of my other work. Um, I will never mass produce something that complicated again. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's just very expensive to produce either gold or gray. Like it's just, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So right, like, I'm right. not really making much money off of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, it doesn't matter like that, you know, people love it. And if I can add a little bit of joy to somebody's life, that's, you know, and you know, being a developer, I, su- I suppose at some point there's a, there's an element of, I need to see what it's like to run this race or to go this far and try this. Yeah. I just need to see what yeah. that's like. Yeah. No, there, there's nothing like each time you try something new, like you get better mm-hmm. in places that you don't even expect. That's my experience. So, no, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have done it. It, it. Like some of these, these grays are from trying to produce that thing, but like, Hey, it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I get it. Um, so you said you're working on some uh, new stuff that you uh, you can't really talk about. Um, I will. All I can say is that I finally achieved my sculptor's dream of like doing some sideshow pieces, and okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to take heads off. Uh, ooh, like I one of them is in the can. I'm very excited about it. Uh, the other, I'm. It's no, I'm 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 coming for heads, man. I'm 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 trying to, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, creatively speaking, you know, and 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 uh, no, I'm trying to take heads off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, but it's it's a dream, man. Like this is, this is uh, this is where I get to like, actually be a sculptor. Like you don't get to like some of the quality of some of the Jupiter's like this stuff. I'm like I kind of cringe at because I'm not a painter, mm. but like like this the these collectibles is where you get to like be that person right and that's right. kind of like the, the beauty of being able to do all these different things you get to express in different ways mm-hmm. and i mean i i just encourage everybody to like do as much shit as you can as many different areas as you can because it's you don't know how it's going to influence one area like this is i think doing the really fast work made me a better artist because you okay. just have to get ideas out really quickly yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, the, uh, the sideshow stuff is a dream come true. Everybody there, they're fucking rock stars. Like uh, they're great people. Um, I just can't complain, man. I'm very lucky. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. So, um, you've got, uh, you've got your, your sculpts going on. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're doing the Hollywood thing, uh, collectibles when you want to, you're connected. Mm-hmm. So where are you, where do you go next? Um, I'm trying to finally, like, get some roots in Japan. Um, Mm -hmm. I know I almost moved 
there when uh when i was still in san diego living with you mm-hmm. um but because of the pandemic i was finally able to like take a japanese class at a community college yeah. and so now i'm like i'm about to go to japanese three like i can actually like speak and like you know really have conversations and so like i want to fulfill that thing that i never got in in games which is yeah. like i i like the idea of like there's this weird well not weird but like there's an island nation that just lets creativity go nuts yeah and i want to be a part of that i just i want to like i just want to i want to touch it and i want to be like you know there's some really amazing sculptors uh takayuki takea he's maybe one of the greatest living sculptors to me um that man's a bad motherfucker he cannot speak much english but i'm like i've i've got it in my head that i want to like somehow like just at least have like a, a meal with him ask him some questions and the only re- the only way to do that is to be able to speak and yeah. so i'm just like so that's what's next i'm like i have all these things happening i would love to keep on seeing how much better i can get at all of these things right but also i just want to i i want to figure out how i can supplement the income that i'm making now with like my own work like that's that's the dream like that's what i would like to do is just like do more of me because it seems to be working like it shit got on an hbo show like clearly i should be listening to myself yeah not devaluing you know <laughs> my own self so i can you know for whatever reason so it's a it's a strange place when you you know, you go from, um, you know, the process of trying to fit in from the thing of really standing out, you know, and, you know, I think you're, I mean, you're, you're already a standout creative, um, artist personality anyway, but, you know, at some point you start to hit that other, like, oh, he's that guy, you know, and you start to really get noticed for, just who you are and whatever mark that you've been putting on people, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little scared of that. Like it's starting to happen a little bit. It is scary. And, and I don't, I don't, that's why I've, I'm this, this doing this was a little scary to me because I'm just trying to let the work speak for itself at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just, just let me do cool stuff and pay me well. You don't have to hear from me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want every, I don't want everything else that comes with like being known. Right, right. Well, not to say that I, I, I'm that, but you know what I mean? It's just like it's just a little weird. Like the internet is weird right now. It feels like it's like in its adolescence, and this adolescence fucking sucks. Like, yeah. Um. So now, yeah, now we could pretty much make an internet application at any speed and just create it. It's just how we want to have conversations on this thing. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's really bizarre. Did you know, by the way, that, um, did you know about Cause, how he connected with Japan? Uh, No. So uh, when Cause started uh, doing his thing, um, Mm. he was a worker, uh, he was a, a cell animator for Doug, mm-hmm. uh, the Doug cartoon. That's where he got his uh, fish gauze says, yo. Um, oh, yo. That's where he got his his basic kind of, you know, flat painting style from. He did oh, um, okay. animation cells for Doug. 
and mm-hmm. he started doing the graffiti thing and the street art, but he wasn't really popping off. At some point, he got connected with some people in Japan. Mm-hmm. He ends up, and the dude's a smooth dude. I don't know if you've known, but the way he talks and gets into places, he's pretty smooth with it. Mm-hmm. So he ends up in Japan starting this uh, store and a clothing label, then a store called mm-hmm. Original Fake. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, so he started that whole thing in, in Japan. It blew mm-hmm. up. Uh, he started doing collabs with, uh, you know, Babe, Bounty Hunter, um, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys in Japan at the time. And then he comes back over and he's like, Japan, yeah. Japan loves me. What? So it's one of those yeah. kind of once somebody else loves you, then they'll love you back home kind of deals. Um, I, I heard a, a quote about that sort of thing. It's a person that was a, he went, basically started a, a really good like Jamaican restaurant in Japan. And he said, that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it weird. But it, it, he was like, it's hard to be a great man at home. And I've just, I've heard of so many people like going to another country, fig, finding some, you know, finding some things out about themselves and then they come back home and it just kind of like clicks. Yeah. There's that, there's something about like being validated somewhere else first and then getting validation at home. There's something very real to that. So. Yeah. Uh, and that's even, that's even a social thing. I mean, like with, yeah. you could get that within like five people where you tell the person next to you, like, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a badass, whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. And then you convince the person next to you who doesn't know you at all. So he doesn't have any preconceived notions. You convince that person. And then when he says it, you know, your friend is like, oh yeah, I guess he is a badass, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had to tell this third party. And then that third party had to tell you, you know, so yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre that way, but yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, there was one question that flew by. Uh, is that an Akoski hat? Yes, it is. Naruto for life. I, I'm I'm real with this nerd shit, man. It goes deep. <laughs> Look, I, like, <laughs> yeah, man. That uh, that story hit me on a lot of levels, and I was like, even though it didn't play out all the way, you know, perfectly at every stage. I, I'm still, I'm in the middle. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going through it now. Okay. I'm like, I'm going through, I'm like, on um, maybe episode 200 of Chipudu. So, I still got okay. a, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so I won't, I won't drop any uh, spoilers on anybody, anybody in the, in the chat. I won't drop it on you either. But no, there's some good stuff. Um, yeah, and that's still one of my, my references about things, uh, hmm. you know, taking in all the good shit. So, if you find any hotness, let me know. And, you know, if I find something, Obviously, I'll send it your way. Jay Field says positive reinforcement is a very powerful thing. Surround yourself with it. Look, man, that's some real shit. Like, it sounds cliche, but like a lot of the good things are are cliche. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's yeah, no, that that's that's real. That's absolutely real. So, I mean, that that goes back to iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, man. Uh, I'm gonna jump off this one. Um, Instagram starts to get weird when uh, when you go this long, but mm-hmm. you know we've been doing a good thing here. So uh, I think I've actually you know hit a certain point in the algorithm where they're leaving me alone because 
I've been doing this like once a day for the past 50 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else you want to leave people with about their journey, um, what you've learned? Uh, just try shit, man. Nobody knows. Nobody has any answers. Like Nobody knows what they're doing. Try shit that doesn't hurt people. That's, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> try shit that doesn't hurt people. Awesome. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, my man, it's been good. Uh, don't want to hold you too long. I know you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff to do. I appreciate your time. Um, thanks to everybody who came through, um, said good words. You know, while I made, uh, glad you joined, but you joined like uh, two hours too late. Um, thanks everybody who came through. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing a few more of these. Raph, um, peace, my man. It's been good. All right, man. Later. Peace. All right, now you got to hit a little X button or something on your side. There you go. All right, so thanks to Raph. Um, this is BenjaCon, where we talk to some great creative minds, have some good things going on. That was cool, man. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and I always learn a lot from good friends. Uh, if I'm not learning a lot from you, we not, might not be good friends. So anyway, we're going to be having a couple more of these, and we're going to round this out on Sunday. We have an added special guest. Uh, I'll announce who that is and what that's about tomorrow once we nail the schedule down. But we have one more new guest on Sunday. This is Mr. Benj's ADD experience where we're talking about art, design, and development. Um, uh, while I made, you just saw it. Oh, yeah, sorry, man. Um, we're doing this all week, though, and I will have the replay posted. So uh, look out for that. Uh, be sure you follow uh, Jehudi-san and all the other BenjaCon 2021 uh, participants. You'll find their profiles somewhere on my page, uh, just search through it. If you got any questions, drop them in the comments. Um, I will start sending these up to my audio podcast, which is Mr. Benj's ADD Experience. You can find some older episodes on iTunes now. Anything you're looking for, we're always gonna be doing this. Um, yeah, this is, this is good enough for me that I like it. I seem to be getting a good response from people that I'm gonna keep doing it, sharing my experiences with art, design, and development. Hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think, and we'll do more. Peace, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.